The late 1960s and the early 1970s. A time of revolution, free love, and a killer lurking in the shadows. While the world was busy with Woodstock and the moon landing, Northern California was gripped by a different kind of sensation. A sensation of fear. The Zodiac Killer. This enigmatic figure claimed the lives of at least five known victims, taunting the police with cryptic letters and ciphers. Young couples, a cab driver, unsuspecting individuals just living their lives all met a tragic end at the hands of this elusive predator. The late 60s and early 70s weren't just about a killer on the loose. It was a time of societal upheaval. The civil rights movement, anti-war protests, and the sexual revolution. The world was changing, and amidst the chaos, the Zodiac found his playground. Places like Lake Berryessa, once a serene getaway, became crime scenes that would haunt the memories of locals for decades. Now, I know you're thinking you've heard this story a million times, but have you ever stopped to wonder, was this just the tip of the iceberg? Was our dear Zodiac busy before the world even knew his name? Or after he supposedly went silent? Time's a tricky thing, especially when you're trying to pin down a killer who's always one step ahead. So, buckle up folks. Let's dive into the dark waters of the Zodiac's timeline, shall we? San Francisco, late 1960s. A city alive with change, hope, and a lurking darkness. December 20, 1968. High school students Betty Lou Jensen and David Faraday had their first and last date on a secluded road in Vallejo. Their bodies were found, cold and lifeless. The beginning of a reign of terror no one saw coming. Fast forward to July 4, 1969. Darlene Farron and Mike Majot parked in a familiar lover's lane. Only one would leave alive. But it wasn't just the killings. Oh no, our guy had a flair for the dramatic. Letters, ciphers, taunts. Sent straight to the newspapers as if the murders weren't enough. He wanted everyone to know just how clever he was. And the world watched, equal parts horrified and fascinated. Each letter, each cipher, a challenge. A game of cat and mouse where the stakes were deadly. This guy loved the limelight, didn't he? Killing wasn't enough. He wanted an audience. And damn, did he get one. The 340 character cipher. My name is Cipher. Puzzles that stumped the best minds and leaving more questions than answers. From Vallejo to San Francisco. From Lake Berryessa to San Jose. The Zodiac left his mark. A trail of bodies and unsolved mysteries. Was this all there was? Or was this just the tip of a very, very dark iceberg? The 1950s, a time of post-war prosperity, rock and roll, and the American dream. But beneath the veneer of poodle skirts and milkshakes, did a monster lurk? Unsolved murders, forgotten victims, cases that went cold before they even had a chance to heat up. Now, I'm not saying our boy Zodiac was definitely behind any of these, but let's play a game of what if. From the alleyways of Los Angeles to the foggy streets of San Francisco, the 50s had its fair share of mysteries. And some of them, eerily similar to the Zodiac's later handiwork. Now, I'm no detective, but when you start connecting the dots, things get... interesting. Forensics in the 50s? Let's just say it wasn't exactly CSI. Fingerprints, basic blood typing, and a whole lot of guesswork. Similarities in victim profiles, locations that make you go, hmm, and modus operandi that's just a bit too familiar. Could our Zodiac have been testing the waters, honing his craft, before he even hit the big leagues in the 60s? Or are these just coincidences, in a time when detective work was more art than science? 
Without DNA analysis, without advanced ballistics, hell, without even reliable communication between police departments, a lot could slip through the cracks. So, was the Zodiac active before the 60s? We may never know for sure. But one thing's certain, the past is never truly buried. The Circle Cross, a symbol that would send chills down the spine of anyone in Northern California during the late 60s, but was this always the mark of the Zodiac? Before he officially stamped his crimes with his haunting insignia, were there other symbols? Other signs that screamed, Zodiac was here? From Lake Herman Road to the Presidio Heights of San Francisco, the Zodiac had a certain style, a blend of brutality and theatrics. Stabbing, shooting, even attempting to tie up his victims. Our boy had a range, but was this always his MO? The 60s saw the Zodiac refine his methods, but every artist has their early work, right? These rough sketches before the masterpiece. Cryptic messages? Taunts? Challenges? The Zodiac loved playing games with the police. But were there earlier letters? Early drafts of his twisted puzzles? Was he trying out symbols, methods, and messages before he settled on his infamous signature? Every tool tells a story. Every method paints a picture. And if we look closely, we might just see the evolution of a killer. The Zodiac wasn't just a killer. He was a performer. And every performance, every crime, was a scene in his twisted play. But like any good performer, did he rehearse before the main act? Time. It's funny, isn't it? Sometimes it feels like it's racing, and other times it's eerily silent. Just like our dear Zodiac. Between his confirmed acts of terror, there were pauses. Moments when the Zodiac seemed to vanish. But why? Now, I've got a theory or three about these gap years. So, grab your tinfoil hats, folks. We're going deep. Theory 1. Incarceration. Maybe our boy got nabbed for some petty crime. A stint behind bars would explain his sudden radio silence. Theory 2. Relocation. Perhaps the heat in California got too much and he decided to take his twisted show on the road. Different state, different name, same old Zodiac. And Theory 3. Laying low. Maybe he just wanted to sit back, relax, and enjoy the chaos he'd unleashed, watching the world scramble, all from the shadows. During these so-called quiet periods, other crimes popped up. Crimes that didn't quite fit the Zodiac's MO, but had the same cryptic messages, taunts, the same need to be seen, to be acknowledged. Was this him, or just a copycat enjoying the spotlight? Uh, the truth? I mean, we may never know. But one thing's for sure. Monsters don't just fade away. They lurk. They wait, and sometimes, they start all over again. The 80s. Synth music, neon leg warmers. While most were busy with disco and then getting their MTV fix, some parts of California were still haunted by shadows of the past. Did our Zodiac pal decide the 80s were just too rad to resist? Or did he hang up his murderous boots? The late 70s and 80s saw a slew of unsolved crimes, and while not all had a Zodiac signature style, some were intriguingly familiar. Now, if it was our boy, why the change in pattern? Maybe he got bored? Maybe he wanted the challenge? Symbols that are reminiscent but not quite right. Methods that echo the past but have a new twist. It's like a remix of his greatest hits. And then there are the letters. Less frequent, more erratic, but with that same need to taunt, to tease, to terrify. The 80s were a wild time, and if the Zodiac was still out there, he had a whole new playground. But whether he was the puppet master or just a spectator, one thing's clear. 
his legacy lived on. Before the age of tweets and DMs, if you wanted to send a message and make it viral, you did it the old-fashioned way. Cryptic letters and mind-bending ciphers. Post-70s, newspapers weren't just getting the news. They were getting puzzles. And not the fun Sunday morning kind. Were these new ciphers and letters his encore performance? Or just copycats trying to steal the limelight? But these new ones? They've got similarities, but also differences. Like a cover band that's almost, but not quite, like the original. Cryptic messages and ciphers. I mean, Zodiac's version of a tweet. Or maybe he was just trying to trend before trending was a thing. Journalists were in a frenzy. Every new cipher, every cryptic letter was a potential headline. But were they all genuine or just hoaxes hungry for attention? As the years rolled on, the letters dwindled. But every so often, just when you thought it was over, a new one would pop up. Like a horror movie villain that just won't stay down. So... Were these the Zodiac's final messages, his last attempts to taunt the world, or just the work of pretenders standing on the shoulders of a giant, a giant monster? Eyewitnesses, the people who've seen things they can't unsee. But here's the kicker, memory's a fickle thing. From the confirmed Zodiac crimes, we've got sketches that could be of anyone's creepy uncle or that weird neighbor. But were they all of the same man? Eyewitness accounts, the original unreliable narrator. I mean, one says he's tall, another says he's average. Make up your mind, folks. The 60s were a whirlwind. Between the fear, the media frenzy, and the pressure to catch the guy, it's a wonder any of these accounts matched up. When we look at the sketches from potential Zodiac crimes before the 60s and after the 70s, things get murky. Was our boy Zodiac a master of disguise? Or were these witnesses just mixing up their creeps? Descriptions varied. Some eerily similar to our confirmed Zodiac sightings, others way off the mark. But there's always that nagging feeling. What if? Police reports from the 80s had their fair share of Zodiac-esque details. But without concrete evidence, they remain just that. Details. At the end of the day, eyewitness accounts are a double-edged sword. They can point you in the right direction or lead you down a rabbit hole. But one thing's for sure. They add more layers to the already convoluted tale of the Zodiac. Behind every crime, there's a why, a reason, a motivation. But when it comes to the Zodiac, that why is as elusive as the man himself. What makes a man become the Zodiac? Is it a twisted childhood, a need for attention, or just plain old bloodlust? Trying to get into the mind of a killer. It's a dark and twisty place, folks. Back in the day, the best minds tried to crack the Zodiac code. Not just his ciphers, but the man himself. Some say he was a narcissist, craving the spotlight. Others think he was a sadist, getting a kick out of the fear he instilled. And then there's the theory that he was just bored. I mean, no Netflix back then, right? But jokes aside, there's a pattern, a method to his madness. He wasn't just killing, he was communicating, sending a message. His letters were a window into his psyche, a mix of taunts, threats, and a desperate need to be understood. If he did continue his reign of terror into the 80s or even before the 60s, why change? Did he evolve or did his motivation shift? Time changes us all, maybe even the Zodiac, from a thrill seeker to a mastermind or vice versa. We may never truly know what drove the Zodiac, but one thing's for sure, trying to figure it out is one hell of a ride. Ah, the Zodiac, 
a mystery wrapped in an enigma, sprinkled with a dash of what the fuck. And where there's mystery, there's speculation. From amateur sleuths to professional profilers, everyone's got a theory. And let me tell you, some of them are wilder than a Friday night in Vegas. Conspiracy theories, sometimes crazier than the truth. But damn, they're entertaining. So let's dive deep, shall we? The 70s were a hotbed for Zodiac theories. Was he a disgruntled cop? A journalist? Hell, some even thought he might be a she. Then there's the timeline. Some say he started way before the 60s. Others swear he was still at it in the 80s. And with every new theory, the legend grew. The media. <laughs> oh boy, did they have a field day. Every new theory, every wild speculation, front page news. The Zodiac wasn't just a killer, he was a sensation. And the media, they were his biggest fans. With every new headline, the myth grew. The lines between fact and fiction blurred. And the Zodiac, oh, he was loving every minute of it. Now, I'm not saying all these theories are bunk, but some of them have legs. But others? <laughs> just straight up bonkers. Was the Zodiac an alien? Part of the Illuminati? Or maybe, just maybe, <laughs> he was Bigfoot in disguise. The Zodiac's identity and timeline are a rabbit hole. And once you're in, <laughs> good luck getting out. As we journey through the enigmatic world of the Zodiac, we stumble upon paths less traveled, leading us to even darker corners of the unknown. Imagine a world where your very flesh betrays you, turning into bone, a rare, haunting condition known as FOP. But as we delve into this chilling medical mystery, another question arises, one that's equally controversial. Patient advocacy groups, champions for the afflicted or puppeteers with hidden agendas. Should there be more oversight, more regulations? to ensure that the voice of the patient isn't drowned out by the jingle of a coin? Next time on Sacred and Scandalous, we dive deep into the world of fibrodysplasia ossificans progressiva and the shadowy realm of patient advocacy. Are they guardians or gatekeepers? Join me as we unravel a tale where medicine, morality, and money collide. And trust me, it's a ride you won't want to miss. The Zodiac Killer a name that's become synonymous with fear, intrigue, and insatiable hunger for answers. In a time of cultural revolution and societal upheaval, the Zodiac's reign of terror was a dark stain on the fabric of America. The impact of these crimes? Immeasurable. They didn't just spawn a true crime obsession. They changed the way we looked at our neighbors, our friends, the stranger on the street. Decades later, the fascination remains. Books, movies, podcasts, the Zodiac's enigma has seeped deep into the marrow of American pop culture. But amidst the theories and the media frenzy, we must never forget the real cost, the lives lost, the family shattered. It's easy to get lost in the thrill of the hunt, the allure of the unsolved. But at the heart of it all are real people, real pain. Justice might be elusive, but the quest for it, that never dies. The Zodiac might remain a mystery, but we will never stop searching for the truth. And neither should you. If you have any information, any lead, no matter how small, reach out. Let's keep the conversation alive. Before we wrap up, a huge shout out to all of you for joining me in this wild ride. If you've enjoyed this deep dive, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Until next time, stay curious, stay vigilant, and always remember, the truth is out there, waiting to be found.